All right, everyone. Welcome to the Bear Performance Podcast. I am your moderator, your guide, if you will, Wyatt Knight. And we have the most specialist of special guests joining us today on his own podcast, the one and only Nick Bear. And I'm just filming this uh, introduction right after Nick just walked out of the room. We spoke for almost an hour and 45 minutes, and we talk about three general concepts that will be a guide to help you turn your dreams into reality, to turn anything you want out of your life into what you do with your life every single day. And that is time, energy, and distractions. And I want you guys to take a deep breath, to put away everything that you've got going on and to sit down and truly, truly, truly take in what Nick puts out into this podcast and everything he does into his life because these three foundations will guide you along your journey in life. So we have an unbelievable podcast for you guys. The most important two things I want you guys to leave with is everything that Nick says, everything that you may see at BPN, it all takes a tremendous amount of work every single day, right? So just realizing that the sign up for what you want in life is going to take committing everything you have every minute of every day. The last thing I want to say, with everything we do here at BPN, we are speaking and connecting and hopefully empowering every single one of you guys. If you are taking your time to listen to this podcast and to be a part of our community, one, we are so grateful for you, but two, this podcast is for you, not someone else out there listening, not someone that you may tell about this podcast. It is for you to take action and implement on your life, no matter where you are in your journey. The next step in your journey starts right now. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy this very, very, very special podcast with the one and only Nick Bear on time, energy, and distractions. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. You are listening to the Bear Performance Podcast, where we discuss topics on fitness, nutrition, business, and leadership to help you perform at your highest level and go on more. I'm your host, Nick Bear, founder of Bear Performance Nutrition and prior U.S. Army Infantry Officer. We've scaled our brand through our core pillars of transparency, service, and integrity. And now I want to share with you, through our experience and our guests, how you can optimize your life. Welcome to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump right into it. After that introduction, we obviously have none other than Nick Bear here. Nick, let's freaking go, baby. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for welcoming me to my show. Dude, it's an honor. It's an honor. And uh, I want to start with... I was just telling you, I want to open up your your head and, and dive deep into your brain. And for me, it's, you've told me, you've told others that what gets you out of bed every morning is growth. And when I think about your journey, just following your journey, learning more about your journey, you've just been applying for a very long period of time, a massive amount of time and energy into a general concept, which is bare performance nutrition, while learning along the way how to eliminate or 
deviate from distractions. And it feels like right now, based off of just everything going on in your life, personally, professionally, individually, like everything is now moving together, <laughs> but it requires just so much effort and energy that I see you put out every single day. And so I wanted you to open this podcast as almost a trailer to the rest of this podcast about what's inside your head right now as we get ready for a huge Black Friday sale tomorrow. There's just so much that you and we have accomplished in a long period of time, let alone this past year that I've been here. So just what what's going on in your head right now mentally, where are you at, and, and how do you see time, energy, and distractions playing such a pivotal role in that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately because a lot of these these pieces in business are really starting to come together. And I've always known the potential of what BPN could be with the right people, the right products, the right business, the right mindsets. I always knew the potential, but to actually feel it is a completely different thing. And now you can feel the potential. Like when we're working on these projects, you know, yesterday we had that big meeting with the, the wholesaler retail consultants we've hired to move into some big box retailers. That moves the business in a whole other direction. And it opens up a lot of possibilities for us. We're moving into an expansion of 20,000 square feet. We'll occupy 45,000 square feet here at BPN. We're hiring employees. We're building out teams. Um, and I can feel, I mean, I can, I can feel the momentum every single day. The only way to describe the way I feel is that my foot has been on the gas pedal for 10 years and it just has not let up all the way down all the way down and it's just like as much as that gas pedal is fighting back against you you're you're using all of your strength like all of your willpower to hold it down because you know it's taking you the place that you need to be but the reason so many people don't get there is because that 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 gas pedal pushes too hard against them there's too much resistance along that journey. And I'm reading the book, Deep Work, right now. And even that has opened up my perspective to how many distractions we deal with on a daily basis. I will say that I think one of the largest contributing factors to why we are here right now with BPN is because I was naturally able to see where I want to go and see where we want to be and just stay on that path. And I, I eliminated distractions. When I look back over the last 10 years, there were distractions popping up all the time and I ignored a lot of them. Some I allowed in and they pulled me away from the things I needed to be focused on, which took me in a complete opposite direction, which wasn't successful, but I had to learn through that process. And now I'm very conscious of these distractions in my life whether it's people, events, um, media, social media, people. Like a lot of times people are distractions and you only have so much energy. You only have so much energy to give. And if someone's sucking your energy up on a regular basis, you only have so much energy left. Like so many people are living their lives constantly depleted of energy because of who they surround themselves with and what they watch, what they listen to, 
how they spend their time. So the deeper we get into business to bring this all back together, now that I can feel the potential, I can actually feel it, the potential that BPN has. To, to, to see it and to want it is, is so different than to actually feel it. And when you feel it, I mean, that's when you're, you're pressing your foot through the gas pedal to the floor. And that's what I'm doing now. I will, I will, I will die in this process if I have to. It's pushing my foot through the gas pedal to the floor just to be like a Flintstone, essentially. I'm like, I'm like the Flintstone that's just using my feet to keep it going. When the engine's toenails dead. Toenails falling off. Toenails falling off. The engine, <laughs> the engine fell off right. five miles ago. And everyone else is <laughs> sitting next to their car, putting their thumb out, waiting for AAA. I'm like, no, we're going to Flintstone this shit. Right. And I'm, I'm pedaling my feet to get the car to where it needs to be. Right. That's what it feels like mm -hmm. right now. And uh, as hard as it is, as difficult, you realize that you, you, you don't have the option to be thinking and acting shallow. You have to think and act deep. And that comes with eliminating distractions, conserving energy and spending it in the right places. But man, I can, I can just feel, I can just feel it right now. And it, it's, it's fun, it's exciting, it's scary, um, but there's no place I'd rather be. So I want to, <clears throat> well, that's, that's the trailer. So you guys are in for a hell of a ride. Um, I want to do pull back and then we'll deep dive into all three of those phases, time, energy, and distractions. But I do want to go through what I'm calling quick hits because you just have such a unique perspective on, on life and so many things. And you've experienced so many things at a young age that I think allow you to be who you are and to inspire so many people to be the best version of themselves. So I'm going to go and I'll ask about five or six quick hits. You're just going to give me your, your, your quickest first thing that comes to your mind. And then I'll ask you one longer question that you can run with, and then we'll jump into distractions. So hit me first quick hit, literally and figuratively hit Nick with Austin, Texas. Inviting Austin, Texas is that place where you can be whoever you want to be. America. Freedom. Uh, the American dream, United States military, powerful. Freedom. Something that can be lost and we have to fight to maintain. Purpose. Fulfillment. Passion. Necessary. Growth. It's a choice. 2590 Oakmont Drive. Our first BPN warehouse that when I signed the lease, I could not afford, but we grew around it within a year. What's the, your gut feeling when you hear that address? What, what is in your gut? It's that I was ignorant to risks, but I was all in. When I signed that lease for 2590 Oakmont Drive, I was sitting in a barracks room in South Korea in my boxers. <laughs> and my brother moved down from Pennsylvania Preston, I told him, find a warehouse in Round Rock, Texas. I don't know why I chose Round Rock. I just did. And he found this one. It was 6,000 square feet. It was about $9,000 a month. It wasn't the cheapest we could find, but it looked nice. And I figured it'd be on video. So I signed the lease in my boxers in South Korea. And I see people posting pictures online now of like they're in this suit signing this lease. I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> dude, don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me. Someone sent you that and you could e-sign it, but you printed it out and put a suit on and got a photo for Instagram. So uh, 
that that warehouse was just two thousand. That was two thousand seventeen. That year, every day was Christmas when you're ten years old. Mm-hmm. Waking up, and there was so much passion and purpose behind it. I didn't need sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't and and I didn't need it. Like I was I was living and operating off of pure passion, right. and uh, to experience that is one thing that I wish everyone could, but I know that not many people do. And that is what living feels like. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you w- one deep dive question, then we'll go into distractions. But I've always wanted to know what you thought about all this. This is why I brought up the idea to do this podcast like this. But so option B, if BPN did not work. I did have, I did have an option B. So I was, I was in the army. I was in South Korea, and when I got to South Korea, this is 2016. BPN was doing twenty to twenty-four thousand dollars a year in revenue, a year. I did my taxes that year for the business in South Korea with a woman who couldn't speak English. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, when I got there, I told myself, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this country." And our business is going to be doing six figures a year. But I, did, I had a backup plan because I knew I was transitioning out of the military once getting back from South Korea. I had a degree in nutrition and I was starting to look at jobs that I could be a nutritionist at. I had two options. That was one of them. I was looking at Wegmans grocery store to be uh, their like nutrition consultant. And I was like, you know what? I could, I could probably do that. I like nutrition. I like food. That might be an option. Option two was to be a chicken farmer. <laughs> um, growing up in central Pennsylvania, Grandpa Bear had a dairy farm. Hershey Bear? Hershey Bear. Legend. Hershey Bear had a dairy <laughs> farm. So my dad grew up on milking cows. A lot of the bear side of the family is farmers. A lot of dairy farmers. Um, and when I was younger, he would take me out to look at fields and these long chicken houses, single story chicken houses. And he said, one day you're going to own two to three chicken houses. And for me, that was a dream. Like working with my hands, building these chicken houses, you had to take on a massive loan, like a seven figure loan. He's like, you know, if you don't have any issues, the houses don't burn down, you don't lose a crop or a yield uh, with the chickens, you know, you can you can pay off that loan in 10 to 12 years and start making some money after that. I thought that sounds like a pretty good option. You know, maybe I'll do that. And then when I, I got to South Korea and I told myself I'm doing six figures with this business, I got there and I realized I don't want to work for Wegmans being a nutrition consultant. I don't want to be a dairy farmer. I don't want to be in, I didn't want to be in Pennsylvania anymore. I wanted to stay in Texas and I just went all in. Like I doubled down on myself because what I realized at that point is it's easy to say you're working your hardest to build something. You're working your hardest to grow something and scale something and turn it into something. That's talk and everyone can talk and everyone does talk. 95% of people are full of shit. They say they want these things, but they actually don't want to work for them. So easy. That's the the path of least resistance, talking about all the things that you want to accomplish, all the things you're going to do. How easy is it to say that I'm a business owner? Oh, 
Well, what does that mean? I could, I could file an LLC and be a business owner. But for me, I wanted, I wanted BPN to be like the biggest supplement company in the world. And I just went all in. And that's when my blinders went on really for the first time where I just stopped looking at competition. I knew who we are, what I wanted it to be, how I wanted to create it, what I wanted it to look like. Did it look just like it does now? No, it was smaller. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking smaller. I was holding myself back. And when I realized when we started finally getting some wins, you know, Tim Grover talks about winning. Once you get that first win, it builds confidence. To get that second win, it's going to be harder. You're going to have to sacrifice more, but you're going to build more confidence. Well, after my first couple of wins in business, my confidence started growing and got to the point where I realized this can be whatever I want it to be. The only thing that's holding me back is myself. And when I realized that and that flip switched to my mind, I was like, holy shit. Like, when all these people tell you your business is going to take three years to get off the ground, no, it doesn't. That's just you telling yourself that. Right. That's giving yourself three years to just go through the motions. Then year four, you got to say, all right, uh, I learned these three years. Now it's time to kick it up. And I learned through failing. I learned through a lot of ignorance. Um, and I learned just by doing it. And that was the most powerful experience is just learning by doing. You can only read so much and then try to implement, but to actually do it and fail multiple, multiple, multiple times, and then have to put all your chips on the table again and bet it all. And again. And again and again. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. That's part of being an entrepreneur. You know, everyone... I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs, but they do not know what that means. They think it's like this dream life. You got all the free time in the world. Oh, Nick Bear just trains all day. Yeah. He doesn't even have to work. We'll talk about that in time. Cause <laughs> and uh, I think entrepreneurship is, it's trendy. It, it's sexy, but true entrepreneurship is not sexy. It's, it's the non-sexy stuff that gets you to be a big company. Yeah. And uh, you have to have passion for all of it. <clears throat> this is a perfect segue because I want to deep dive into distractions because I think, and to everyone listening out there, when I'm talking, when we're talking time, energy, distractions, you could dumb it down to being like, if you put yourself in a room with no distractions for an hour, you could accomplish anything you want, right? And if you take that into... That's going to be how my day looks, my week, my month, my year, my life. Like you're able to end up accomplishing anything you want, but to do that is very difficult. But I think people know that time and energy to put into it, you'll find success. The biggest issue I found is distractions. And I think the first thing, the biggest distraction I've found learning and growing and on my own journey is the distractions of what everyone else thinks about what you are or are not doing. In particular, in the social media world we live in, that could weigh on you. So I want to take us all the way back. And it seems like there's always a, there's like a post Korea journey. And then there's like a, a pre Korea and a post Korea. And I want to take us back, you back, the viewers back to when you first decided to pick up a camera because you wanted to scale the business. 
you were so passionate about doing it, but you had no other option to grow BPN besides taking ownership of this. And I think everyone is sensitive. Everyone cares about what people think. You have chosen a path where you're going to share your entire journey and more through this platform, through this camera. So take us through the feeling you had in Korea, wanting more from your business, wanting more out of your life. But you're also in like the mecca of peer pressure. <laughs> I've been on teams before, you know, you're with a large group of guys in particular, you're in the army, this macho, <laughs> like, and you're, you've have told stories about, you know, hiding in gyms and going late to avoid people and worrying about what they're saying and people laughing. And so take us through that because I want everyone to leave this part of this conversation saying, who gives a shit? about what everyone thinks, I've got something to do and I'm going to do it. I posted a video on Instagram a few weeks ago and it was the first time I picked up a camera. And I started the business in 2012 out of my college apartment, $20,000 loan. And at this time, I was, I was really into like fitness YouTube. So I'm watching all these fitness YouTubers when I'm in college and I'm watching what they're doing and they're traveling, they're building these audiences, they're building these businesses. So I thought, all right, I'm gonna launch this, this business and I'm gonna start documenting it and sharing and building this community through, through social media, specifically YouTube. So I filmed my first couple of videos with like a, an old DSLR and like a phone, posted them on YouTube, instant hate. I deleted it, deleted the channel. A few months later, Try the same thing. Film some more videos, informational videos, nutrition videos, workout videos. Hate. Took them down. Deleted it. And uh, at that point, I was like, this is not for me. I just, I don't have the face. I don't have the voice. I hated the way I looked on camera. I hated the way I sounded. People were, were making me believe this. Like, hey, this isn't for you. You shouldn't do this. Um, Friends from college and high school were like seeing me try to do this. And it was, it was a laughing joke. I remember going to this bar this one time. I was home on like uh, spring break. And we went to this bar in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on 2nd Street. And I remember walking in. There were all these kids from my high school who are now in college, from different colleges all around. And I walk in, they start chanting BPN. And it wasn't a chant like, we're supporting you. It was like a joke. And I'll never forget that moment. I'll remember the guys that were there. I remember seeing them and I just felt so low. I was like, damn, I'm a loser. Like everyone's just waiting for me to fail. Everyone's just watching this. And this was probably you know, 2013, maybe a year after I started the business, right before graduating college. And then when I got to Texas in 2014, and right before this, I spent a year in Fort Benning, Georgia, finished the infantry officer basic leader course, got my blue cord, finished ranger school, airborne school, Bradley leader course. So I had this new confidence and that's where I really learned the importance through experience of when you eliminate distractions, all distractions, this one was not by choice, but it was necessary. Um, there's so much power that you can reach these huge, which you thought were unbelievable and unachievable dreams by eliminating distractions. I learned that at Fort Benning. 
got to Texas, I had like $500 left to my name. And I said, I'm going to spend all of this on a camera. I mean, we spend that on like some of Yoli's <laughs> lenses right now. Lunch today. Yeah. But uh, I had a $500 and I bought a, I think it was a T3i Canon DSLR camera. It bought a 50 millimeter lens. I was like, here we go. I'm all in. If I'm spending all of my money, all that I have, that's it. That's it. Right. I got to make it work. So I got this camera in and I just started filming things. Most of them started just in my apartment kitchen. So I was afraid to vlog outside. Mm -hmm. I remember I'd be filming recipes and I was first floor next to the stairs. I'd be filming recipes in my kitchen. Someone would walk by right. and look in and see me. And I was so embarrassed because they saw me filming myself right. in my kitchen. Right. In your own house. In my own house. Right. And then that kind of, I started building up some confidence because people started watching and yeah, there was hate, but I, I, I just dug through it this time. It's like, I got to get past this, this rough patch and there's, there has to be some positivity on the other side. So I started growing this platform, filming workouts at the gym, uh, filming recipes. I started going into Austin and filming vlogs on the weekend when I wasn't training with the military and this platform started growing. And I uh, kept it a secret. I didn't want anyone in the army to know. Because I'd work out in the gym in these, these bright yellow neon tights. <laughs> and uh, gotta bring this back. They, they were epic. <laughs> you know, I remember I started filming at this gym in Temple, Texas. And that's where I started like my YouTube channel. And they kicked me out because they said some of the women said I was trying to film them. I was like, hey, dude, I'm just trying to film myself right. in some tights right now for this YouTube channel. <laughs> like, no, women think you're trying to film them. I said, all right, dude, uh, I'll leave. So I found this hardcore gym called the Fieldhouse and Temple. And they just like invited the camera. They loved it. I was like, these are my people. This is where I need to be. So I filmed myself in these tights and these deadlift workouts and, and started sharing more. The Fieldhouse of Temple, Texas was this place where I felt like accepted. And I was, I was, I was able to film these videos here and no one was judging me. It was great. Like that was another, you know, pivotal point in my life where I found people I connected with that accepted what I was trying to do. Cause it'd been a couple of years to find that. It, it was. Right. Yeah. And, it, and failure over and over again. Yep. To find people you connect with is tough. Yeah. You just gotta find one. And, um, one day I walked into this is probably 2014 at this point, doing maybe YouTube videos for a year. And I walked into, I was in Bravo Company, 212 Cav, uh, 1st Brigade, 1st Cav Division in Fort Hood, Texas. And I walked into the company one morning. And, you know, our company had maybe 120, 130 people in it. And I walk in the front door, it's like 6 a.m., getting ready for PT. And I can hear my voice on multiple cell phones. And I instantly thought they found my YouTube channel. Yeah, you knew. I knew. But you had been, have you been nervous that people were gonna find it? Have you been worried about that? Part of me was like, they might eventually find out. Right. But I was like, how are they gonna find out? Right. It's like my, my platform was so small at that time. Right. No one knew who I was. No one saw my videos. I didn't share any of it really. I kept like things pretty separate. And I uh, walked in. I could hear everyone playing my, my videos. Crushed me. Just crushed me. I was like, this is it. 
Like no one will take me serious here anymore. This is one place where like I needed people to take me serious because I was a platoon leader right. in the infantry. It's your living. It was your life. Right. Yeah. And, and as like a leader in the army, you, know, you have a responsibility. And uh, there was like this, this shotgun effect where it hurt really bad at first and it was embarrassing. But then like my platoon really started like digging it. They were really liking it. They wanted to be in the videos. Hey, can you bring a GoPro to PT and like, film the PT session? Add that in your videos. My friends back home would love to see me in your videos, stuff like that. So I started bringing GoPros around and filming certain things. And uh, everyone just accepted it. Like my company, after that shotgun burst, right, the, the leg, mm -hmm. it, it got better. Yeah. And people were just like, yeah, that's Lieutenant Bear. He films himself working out and posts them on YouTube. <laughs> and that was it. That and that was, was, it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was not as bad as I thought. Right. No one actually cares. People have too much other shit going on in their life to invest that much time into me. So a lot of it could have been stories you're, because we all make up stories in our head. It was the all majority of distractions are the stories we make up. It was right? all stories in my head. It was all stories in my head. I, I thought that people thought certain things about me based off what I was doing. And they weren't, they were like, yeah, it's Lieutenant Bear. He films himself in, in yellow tights working out. And um, after that happened, I was like, well, shit, these are like the only people that matter in my life right now. Right. My family and my platoon and my company. What am I, what am I hiding from? Right. Like people that don't know me, I don't know them. So I'm just going to keep doing me and see where it takes me. Yeah. There was never like, I need to hit this number of subscribers this month. We need to make this much money this month. It was just like, I'm along for the ride and we're going to keep investing back into myself, back into the business and see where it takes us. And it was, it was, I was just so patient at that time. It was never waiting for this moment right now where we're sitting in the podcast studio of BPNHQ. It's 45,000 square feet. It was, how do I fit one more pallet of supplements in my 1100 square foot house in Texas and get orders out Saturday before the post office closes? Survival. It was just daily, survival. Daily survival. Yeah, but it was like, I was along for the journey. I was like, I'm, I'm all in. There's no option out of this right now. I'm just, I'm all in. Yeah. So what would you say? And then I want to ask a question about the good distractions, but from my opinion, the people that are going to be the hardest to judge the most, whether it's on social media or in person, those are the people that they're more than likely going through something on their own. They've had issues they're dealing with in the past and they're trying to push that out onto you, right? And so how do you feel about, and what would your advice be to people that are trying to launch something? Because everyone has an idea and majority of those ideas are good. They'll work, but you have to get through and you have to make it work. So what would advice you give to people that are dealing with distractions of worrying about what people think? And obviously the, the, the few people that actually really do care and spend a large part of their life trying to tear you down to do something you're trying to live your dream and help people on the way. So what would you, your, your advice be to people that are in that segment of their lives that you were kind of right around that time you were able to break, f break free and say, I'm good. I'm doing this. I think it would be like ignorant myself to say, you just have to say, don't worry about those people. It's your thing. It's easier said than done. Right. Right. Like when you're in the moment and someone's trying to attack you, and like literally bring you down. 
trying to cancel you. You can't just say, ah, oh, screw that person. I'm going to keep doing me. It affects you. It really does. Um, and I think it always will to some extent. I like to always think that no one that's more successful than you is going to try to bring you down. Success it can be defined however you want it. Maybe it's fulfillment in life. Maybe it's money and wealth. Maybe it's just finally finding uh, a passion and purpose that, you, that you're able to, to fulfill. Maybe it's having a family that's healthy, right? Like someone that is more successful in any of those spaces or, or however you define success, then you is not going to take a step down and try to attack someone who's just trying to grow something. So these people that are, that are going to attack you, they're going to come after you, they have some sort of insecurity. Maybe they've failed along the way because they haven't figured out, you got to work for this stuff. Right. Maybe they're afraid of, of the work. Maybe they're paralyzed by the overanalysis of, of getting to where they want to be. So I always try to put myself in that position and have that perspective of if someone's coming after me, they're probably just like a fruit fly that just like won't leave. Like one of those things, they're always around. So you can go get a, a, I can pick an apple off a tree and somehow a fruit fly shows up in like 10 seconds. And you're like, there's a fruit fly. It's a pain in the ass, but it's always going to be there. But you can just kind of squash it. Yeah. Right? Like it has, it's so small and insignificant that it's not really going to do any damage initially. It's just, just going to be hanging out there. And I really like the analogy of light and dark. Like the, the world is a dark place. It's full of evil. It's full of dark and evil people who just want to provide destruction. It will always be like that. To say that we're trying to eliminate all evil in the world is just like, it's a wish that's never going to happen. It's always going to be there. But we have an option, a responsibility, an obligation to be a light in that darkness. What happens when you go into a dark room? So you're at a movie theater, for example, this dark room, everyone's watching a movie. Someone comes in with a flashlight or turns their phone on. Everyone looks at that person. If you are the light in a room full of darkness, everyone's going to look at you and attack you. But you have to hold that light on the entire time. It's like, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. I'm messing up your movie right now. Come take me down. Right? So... But they'll end up following most of the time, right? Most of the, the time, people that are yeah. looking and staring, they'll they'll start believing and start following in line, right? I mean, there's leaders and followers, right? Like, you don't have to be a leader in this world. You really don't. But I think you need to follow someone who who is a real good leader. Too many people are following no leaders. Mm -hmm. They're following other people who follow and just are full of shit. You don't have to. I'm going to reinforce that. You don't have to be a leader. It's not for everyone. But you should be following someone. Have a mentor who is a strong leader with values and principles and who wants to do right in this world, who is a light, and be behind them. Because if you're just joining a group of the darkness, there's, there's no good in that. And uh, I think people are going to find that throughout their life. It's highs and lows and peaks and valleys. Sometimes you're in this dark place and you're trying to find how to get out of it. A lot of the times it's finding the person with the light 
and, and following the person with the light, going towards that light, not going deeper into the darkness. When you go deeper into the darkness, it's going to be harder to get out. Yeah. So I want to talk about the good distractions. So those are the, those are the bad quote unquote distractions, the good ones. And something I've really had to work through a lot the last couple of years is, is the good stuff. Like, you know, we're getting to the age. A lot of our friends are getting married. There's a lot of bachelor parties. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of gatherings to go to. We both have spouses that we want to spend a large portion of our time with. We have families that we are focused on, on, on having and being very close with. Those are all, be careful how I say this, but those are all great distractions. You've talked in the past about making things that matter to you all part of this life that you're building for yourself. And that's, I think, what draws so many people to you is like, you'll go run 20 miles and then, but you're going out at night and having a beer and having a great dinner with people you care about. But then the hardest part is getting up the next morning and going for that run again or going for that lift when you, you may have a little hangover, you may be a little bit more tired, you may be a little bit not into it exactly. And there could be that, well, I shouldn't do any of that. But then what's the point of life if you're not spending it with the people you care about, right? So like, how do you find that balance of it all fits, but it doesn't make it easy, but you're building this life around, all right, the, the, the good distractions are just going to be a part of this journey with me. Balance is this term that I still have not like successfully <laughs> achieved. I don't think you need to try to. <laughs> and um, I think about this term a lot, actually. It's like, how do we, how do we achieve balance? And some there's, there's points in your life where you have to sacrifice in order to get to what might be balanced for you. I saw this quote that was shared a few weeks ago, and it's those who aren't willing to sacrifice will cry the most and the loudest. And that one really stuck with me because I know like there's certain times in my life where I have to sacrifice and prioritize what needs to be done to get us to that next, that next phase. There's these sprints that are huff or are tough and you have to set expectations with the people around you of what's about to happen with this, this sprint that's tough. But the hopes is that it helps you achieve what is this quote-unquote balance to you in life. And, you know, we, you have friendships, families, kids, wife, business, or work, um, leisure activities, if, if those don't fit in those categories. And for me, I found that I've reached a, a lot of points where I've spread myself too thin. I'm really good at overcommitting mm-hmm. myself. I said this yesterday in one of those meetings. Well, you want to help everyone is the, is the good issue. I do. Like if, if someone's asking for my help, right. I, cause I, I personally don't ask like myself, I don't ask for help a lot. And if I'm going to ask someone for help, that's like a cry. Right. It's like, right. I need help. <laughs> So like when people, when people will then in turn ask me for help, I assume they're in that same spot of, all right, they need some serious help. I'll, I'll, you need me to build you a business done, (laughs) whatever you need, I'll do it. But what happens when you spread yourself too thin, when you try to be good at everything and help everyone, you're neglecting the things that, that really matter. Like when I try to spread myself too thin and help everyone which I'm at a phase in my life right now. I'm in one of those sprints. I neglect my wife, mm-hmm. my relationship. Um, 
I neglect like, you know, my personal health a little bit where I'm running myself into the ground, but I'm in this sprint and uh, I've learned to say, and it's tough, but to say no to more things. The distractions. The distractions. Like some of these distractions, the amount of emails and text messages I get on a daily basis is absurd. And I will say like, someone might be listening to this saying, yes, I agree with this. I am awful at responding to text messages because if it doesn't like serve what I'm doing in that moment, yeah. it's a distraction to me. If I'm work, like, I'm a big fan of deep work. Yeah. Last couple of days, I've gone deep into six to eight hour days of just plugged into my computer, getting shit done and it's productive. Yeah. And if I'm walking out to go to the bathroom and someone's pulling me aside asking me what kind of running shoes I'm wearing right now, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm in deep work right now. Like, I can't talk about this. Or if someone's texting me asking, hey, just checking in how you're doing. I uh, would love to catch up. I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm, I'm deep into this sprint right now. And I think you have to learn how to say no to more things and like really focus on that deep work that you're trying to accomplish. Because if you're constantly distracted, like how many times are people distracted throughout a day? I'm, you know, reading deep work right now has kind of opened up my perspective on how distracted I am. My phone goes off. I check it. Email goes off. I check it. Someone's knocking on your door. Someone, yeah, someone's knocking on the door or walking in the door. Yeah, what, what do you got to talk about? And it pulls you away from all these things you're doing. So you might work an eight-hour day and you, you think like, I just put eight hours of solid work in. You might've only put one hour, right? one collective hour of distracted work. Right. Or like you can't even just dive deep into something. And I kind of sat back the past couple of days, even observed our team. Our team is great, works really, really hard. Everyone gets distracted, but you just observe in all these groups of people, like meeting around the, the kitchenette, kitchen table having conversations that last longer than lunch or have nothing to do with what we're working on right now um or it's just like these one-offs going on all over the place and i mean this is saved for another conversation but like it's made me really reevaluate collective workspaces and open workspaces now and how beneficial are they and how just destructive and how disruptive they really are um but no one's going to eliminate distractions in your life except for you it is your responsibility to be accountable for the distractions that are happening you can't blame your coworkers. you can't blame your wife you can't blame your kids your your, your friends or family you are responsible for turning things on and off and it's going to come across that you're an asshole, that you're a dick, that you're, you're stuck up and that, oh, he's too busy for me now. It's not that at all. It's just that I have to go deep into this project right now because if I don't, I'm letting my entire team down. I'm letting my entire family down. Your, your entire purpose down. My entire purpose. That's my mindset going into it is I'm sorry. Well, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing. That's all I wanted to know. Like, just, you know, let's just talk. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm deep into this project where I need to be focused. And you love being there. 
I, I love being there because I know how powerful it is. Yeah. That's how I've, I've built this brand is going deep and in, in, into work. That's, you know, we built this brand off of videos essentially on YouTube. How effective do you think I could have been editing a YouTube video at 11 p.m. at night if I'm constantly checking emails and DMs? That's where I would throw my phone to another room yeah. and for three, four hours I'd edit a YouTube video, just diving in, telling the story, pushing it out to the world and letting tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people to watch it because I spent so much deep work creating this piece. I think video editing, now that I think about it, is like one of those things that taught me the power of deep work. Mm -hmm. But distractions are always going to be there. You can't eliminate them altogether, but you have to control them. Yeah. So the action item and then we'll quick hits and then go into time. But I'm glad we, I thought distractions would take up the most time because there's so much to it. But I think the action item would be like, whatever you're passionate about, whatever your purpose is, like go as just go completely all in because I found learning from you and trying to figure out my own journey. Like you quickly realize when you go all in, like you don't have a lot of time and energy to focus on all these distractions. And for a big one for me had been sports. And it's, I always think about you, like you have no clue. And I say this with all due respect, because I know you like knowing things. you have no clue. 99.9% .9 of things going on in the sports world. None. I've found it fascinating and I've thought about myself like you only spend time and energy on things that you can directly impact. And for sports, like no matter how much I'm passionate or love this thing or that thing, like sport, watching sports and television is, is as far removed as you can possibly be from actually having an impact on the outcome of that thing that you are caring so much about and how much time and energy it takes to watch, go to a concert or go to a, a movie or, or watch a sporting game. It's just hours and hours spending there of not actually doing something to better your own journey. But I say that being like, as, as you push as far as you can on your journey and your purpose, like you'll quickly realize there's only two or three things that actually, actually, actually are worth my time and energy on. So you, you can eliminate that stuff if you dive as deep as you can into your journey. But yeah, I do want to say this. Like, there's nothing wrong with watching sports. There's nothing wrong with going to concerts and stuff like that. But some people might say, just live, dude, just live your life, man. Just watch a sports game. Watch a movie. Just chill. Like, I'll get DMs. Dude, just chill for a second. What are you doing? <laughs> and I, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand what people are seeing and how they, they perceive it. But I also know that what I want to build, like the lives that I want to impact, the change that I want to make, the things that I want to accomplish in my life, sports just don't like fit in it for me. And I, I, I personally just don't connect with watching sports. I've tried so hard. <laughs> I've sat down, I like, tried to watch a Braves game and I'm like, or a football game. And uh, I'm just like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Because like you said, I can't control it. To me, it is, it's a waste of time for me. Right. Now, I'm not saying it's a waste of time for you or anyone else, but for me, it's a waste of time. Right, if your purpose is sports, dive all into that, right? But it's it's finding your purpose, diving in, and then figuring out what's 
in the way. Yeah. That's like people that, that message me and say, I don't got time for the things you do, Well, you just spent three hours watching football on a Saturday. So you got some yeah. time, brother. Well, let's we'll get the time. Let me do it. We'll do another round of quick hits just to, to shake things back up and then we'll, we'll dive into time. Um, morning runs. My absolute favorite. Saturday morning runs. Long and even more favorite. <laughs> Consistency. The most powerful thing that I've ever learned how to do. Motivation. It's short-term, short-lived. Perseverance. It's essential to get to where wherever you want to be. Culture. Culture will make or break you. Last but not least, the bare standard. It's a product that came to life based off of all the things I believe in. So the quick question, and then we'll go into time, is in all your existence, all the, all the crazy things you've put yourself into and have accomplished... When have you used the go one more mindset the most? What exact time, place, experience were you going through where you said, this is the most mores I have, <laughs> I have to go? 2017, the entire year. Such a hard year for, for business. It was our first year we hit seven figures. We did like 1.7 million that year. But you know, we still own 100% of the company. No debt. And in 2017, we had no terms. I've told the story many times before, but we had no terms with our manufacturers. Mm -hmm. There were times where our rent was due for our warehouse, $9,000 a month. We had $3,000 in the bank account. Right. Like the day before, right? Like, like days before, right? days before. So I would do, if anyone's been following the brand since 2017, you ever got an email that said flash 20% off sale? three hours only we'd make enough money through those to pay for the rent. Or I would say every order that's placed today, I will personally call and thank. Right. And I call people for two to three weeks because what ends up happening is you're putting all this money into inventory. Yeah. You're stacking production orders, which have 12 week uh, lead times and all of your money you have, it's liquid is going into inventory and production and, and trying to bring in more. But what happens is your cash flow gets all on a, on a whack. And I thought I was going to lose my, the whole business that year, many times. I'd sit up in bed at night, pop like 20 milligrams of melatonin, trying to fall asleep because I was so stressed, mm -hmm. thinking tomorrow, I'm not going to have this. I just transitioned out of the military. I was all in on this business. Preston was working with me. Joe was working with me. So I had, I was responsible for them. And there were like many days, nights where it was just, just keep pushing like foot, like foot still on the gas. Just keep pressing the gas, create more content, create more videos. And, uh, it's, it's funny that we're at black Friday coming up tomorrow. Now looking back at 2017 was our first black Friday. Those are first like big, big sale. And this is what really taught me about cash flow. 
is we launched our first Black Friday 2017. Hundreds of orders came in. Maybe thousands, but I'm pretty sure it was just like hundreds. Maybe 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 3,000, something like that. And uh, Preston's yelling, turn off the marketing. Turn off the marketing. We had no marketing going. There's like no marketing going. It was just him yelling. It's like, dude, they're YouTube videos. Like they're just up. And um, it was crazy because we saw this influx of cash. And what happened as soon as we got this influx of cash is we spent all of it on more inventory. So you get one day right. of riding this high thinking, a deep breath. Right. we are okay right, right now. Right. And then next day, right. none of that money's in your account anymore because you just bought more inventory yeah. to keep growing. So it, that was one of those moments where it's, all right, you can either go all in and put your entire bet on red or you can hold back and, and try to just play the game. But I said, all chips on red, let's go. Right. And we just, you have to go all in multiple times. But it's, just, it's scary and it's tough. 2017 was like go one more every single day because it was, we were growing, we were scaling, we were selling more. But in, in my head, I'm like, how does anyone do this business stuff? All your money, product-based business, all your money is going into inventory. And then I learned later down the road, oh, most people take out loans and get investors and get things funded. But we just bootstrapped, self-funded. Flintstones. Flintstones, straight up. Like I was, I was through the pedal at that point. Um, but it ended up paying off. So let's jump in the, in the time. And you, you know, you wrote a book about it 25 hours a day. So it, time is all you really have. And I, I look at time as this life you have, it, it, it's just a general pocket of you being on planet earth and what you do in that period of time constitutes what you do with your life. And I found through following you, studying you, working closely with you now that everything you do and you talk about all the time, you lead with intent, right? And I think a, you are more focused, I found, on being intentional with your time, knowing that not everything's going to work out the way you want it to. Not everything's going to be the result that you are hoped for. A lot of times what you do with your time is going to fail. But if you lead with intent with your time, it's going to work out 10 times out of 10 to help you grow if you look at it in that mindset of it's all growth. And no matter if it's an email with you or a handshake with someone or a huge meeting like we had yesterday or the life you live, you are so intentional with your time and you're doing everything at, the, at a high level with what you do that it ends up compounding that consistency compounds that you talk, talk, talk about all the time. So just jump into what time means to you, what maximizing time and how people can be more, more intentional with what they're doing with their lives. I was thinking about this this morning between time and intent. And I think about conversations I have, like for the listeners, think about conversations you've had with people you've just met and what kind of intent you have going into that conversation. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I get on a, a Zoom call with a salesperson of a company who set up a call with me to talk about something that I'm probably not gonna buy. And they say, where are you based out of? Say Texas. Central Texas. Now, oh, what's the weather like right now? How is it today? 
are you really asking me about, don't ask me about the weather. Like that is the biggest waste of time. Or do you ever end up at like a dinner party and like, I like having, I love having deep conversations with people, not like deep philosophical or talking about like the gods and the skies and the universe, but like actually having meaningful conversations. One of my favorite things to do is go to dinner with like Steph and some friends and we have a really good conversation. Like that's for me, cream of the crop right there. Good apps, good apps and a drink. Great apps, good cocktails. And um, one of my biggest pet peeves though is that when we go to a dinner and we're just talking like this very shallow surface level um, weather conversations. How's the weather been around here? How about that? How about that? I heard about that snowstorm that happened in Texas about a year ago. You know how many times I've heard someone bring that up? Yeah, dude, it was crazy. You're wasting my time. I thought about this this morning because so many people go into conversations or meetings or projects with no intentions and they don't set expectations. It's just like up in the air. Yeah, we're just going to feel this out go through it. And the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And for me, time is the most valuable thing you can, you can ever have. You only have so much of it in a day. It's really easy to waste a day. A lot of people waste days. Every part of my day is pretty consistent right now. Like I'm in a more of a routine now as we've built systems and infrastructure and teams in the business. But even back in like 2017, 2018, 2019, it was from the time I wake up till the time I go to sleep, how do I maximize every part of this day? I mean, my wife, Steph, will, will tell anyone, when my head hits the pillow at night, I'm out in three seconds because I've given that day everything I have. I mean, sometimes I even surprise myself what this the BPN team does in a day. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The output, the turnaround, the ideas, the conversations, the planning, the initiation. It's like you want to see a team that gets stuff done. Come see BPN for a day. Yeah. Spend a day in the warehouse watching our operations team. Spend a day in the, the media marketing department. See the stuff they're working on and planning. And if you're not intentional with your time, you will end up wasting it. Because someone will waste it for you, right? Someone's all so yeah. distractions. It it all comes together. The distractions are a wasted time. And you know, talking about this sprint that we're in right now in terms of business, foot is through the floor. I'm I'm flintstoning through this journey, and my time is tighter now than it's ever been. I was thinking about about it uh, the other day on my run. I was like man, the amount of work I could be doing right now instead of running nine miles every morning. Like, there's a lot I need to be get, getting done. But then I thought, no, this, this is really valuable time for me. I right. need this. This is, this is deep thinking. This is deep work. This is no distractions. This sets the precedence for the rest of my day. This is like the, the time that I need for myself. There's, there's being busy and there's being produ productive. That nine mile run in the morning for me is productive time because I plan out, 
I set intent, I set expectations for the rest of my day, not just for myself, but the teams and BPN and, and my family and all these things. So what's wasted time for one person might not be wasted time for the other. It's all specific to the individual and what their goals are, what their purpose is, and how that time fuels them. Because I think, you know, I think one surefire way to find more success in your life to maximize your time, to eliminate distractions, to have more energy is to get up earlier. And I think, you know, you just put out a YouTube video and it, it took off a couple weeks ago, your morning routine. And I think if you just think about the fundamentals. If you want to live a, a great life, you need to live a great year, a great month, a great week, a great day. But then how's that day start? So it all comes back to how you take action on your day. And I think about just the general gist. If you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning, I think the standard hour that Americans get up is 6.30. So it's, you're not, I'm not picking against people that get up at certain times. I'm just saying if you want to be a step ahead mentally, physically, emotionally, like you're realistically up two hours earlier than anyone. So you have two hours more to think about what you are going to do and how you're going to handle the things that are coming to your life, which is intentional. So can you just dive into a little bit of your journey and it's so hard to get on that good morning routine and stick with it, but what are tips that you could offer people to really hone in on that morning routine? Because if you look at anyone that is quote unquote successful, like they have some sort of morning routine centered around centering themselves before they enter the world. And then it's just the distractions and stuff comes, but you're prepared for them. You're, you're intentional with what you're doing. Yeah. So the, I remember like, two years ago, I think these morning routine videos on YouTube became really popular and it made you really reanalyze if you were living your life, right? right. You know, there was like these, these fake made up morning routines where people are doing the most like ridiculous shit and it makes you feel like a piece of crap because you're not doing some of this stuff. Like <laughs> they're going in meditating on the cliff of a mountain right. in like the Himalayans you before. You don't do that? I, I, I tried making it to the Himalayans before mm. breakfast and I just couldn't get there in time. Need a helicopter. But there's some of this stuff where it's like, it's unrealistic and right. it's, it's made up. It's bullshit. For me, between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m., I get the most work done on myself right. during those hours. My morning routine is essential because I have very clear intent of what I want to get out of it every morning. By the time I get into the office, I know exactly what I need to get done at what times. What's the big goal? There's these small goals in between. Like today's big goal is, is prepping for a successful Black Friday launch tomorrow. And there's all these small things that happen in between. Team meeting, podcast, uh, a Zoom call, like all these things that happen. But the overall intent of that day is be prepped for Black Friday tomorrow. So if, if you go into and say, I want to create a morning routine for myself and I go into it just to create a morning routine, just to say I woke up at 5 a.m. Right. just to be at work tired by right. 8 a.m. That's just being busy and that's, there's no use. You might as well just stay in bed until 6.30 or 7. But for me, I wake up, I start making coffee. I'm, my mind's already cooking. Like it's all, I don't have to actively think about things. Things are coming to me. I'm starting to analyze like my life, 
the business, where we're headed? Are we going in the right, right direction? I start like having these internal battles. Was this the right move? Did I follow my gut? Should we be pulling back from this market? Should we go deeper into this market? Like as soon as I wake up, this stuff's yeah. already flowing in my brain and I'm sipping on some coffee, which is making some movement into the bowels. That's when I, my, that is like tip of creativity right there. Right. And, um, as, as I'm getting ready to run, you know, I probably listened to a little bit of an audio book just to spark, even if it's like five to 10 minutes, yeah. just spark some thoughts. And when I start running, I never go into a run trying to think of something. It really just comes to me. And if there's ever a problem in my life or there's something I'm doing wrong that I'm not supposed to be doing, it will come to me yeah. and it will drive me insane during my runs until I fix it. I mean, you know, when I come into the office after a morning run, my brain's just firing on all cylinders. Ready to go. And uh, sometimes Steph in the morning is like, why, what's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you so quiet? I'm, like, locked in. I'm just locked in. I'm like, my mind is cooking right now. I'm building this. Like, I would love to know what it looks like, mm. but I'm building this plan like, in my head for the day, for the month, for the year, like where this is all going. I know. Yeah. yeah. Like where it's all going. Should I, should I spend two hours on this project to have a return or is it a waste of time? Sometimes we just go through the motions and we do things because we think we're supposed to do it. But is it actually what we're supposed to be doing? You know, we talk about like marketing different segments and markets here at BPN. If we keep going all into one market and there's no return, why do we keep going all in it? Like, shouldn't someone stand up and say, hey, I don't think we should do this anymore because there's no return and we just keep diving deeper into it? Oh, you're right. You just, you just, people are just going through the motions and you have to disrupt those motions to cause change. I'm, I'm always looking, how do I change things? Right. What needs to be changed? The, change is growth. Growth, right? Change is growth. Yeah. And I think change sometimes forces growth. Like when we left our first warehouse at 2590 Oakmont, could we have stayed there for another year and a half and sustained? Absolutely. Yeah. We could have stayed there for another two years probably. But I knew if we moved into a bigger space that was larger, that was more intimidating, that was more expensive, it would force me to grow into it. Yeah. And what did I do? Within a year, we outgrew that space. Right. Then we signed another warehouse lease, another 10,000 square feet. We were forced to grow into it. It's change. Yeah. We outgrew it within a year. You know, we just signed this 20,000 square foot expansion. Why? Because I want to force growth. Right. I, it is my job to fill that warehouse, warehouse with inventory. <laughs> right. And the only reason we're going to fill it with inventory is if, if we increase sales and we reach more people and we make a bigger impact. But you see it. You're seeing it as the warehouse is, is growth in a physical form, right? It's this giant empty warehouse. And you're saying that's the future of the business. We we got to fill it now. Yeah, you don't give yourself a choice. There's there's no choice. Like, <laughs> growth is a choice. Right. You have to actively wake up saying, "I want to grow," right. and then do something to get there. But it's hard to do that when if you got a 
right on time just to barely make it to work, right? And so bringing it back to that morning routine, like you're giving yourself time to figure out how to grow, how to change, because you have that personal reflection run morning. What would be, to wrap up time, what would be one immediate action item that someone could take in with them tomorrow morning to have a more impactful start to their day? I would say just start by one backwards planning. So taking all the things you need to do in a day and start building a timeline backwards. That pretty much tells you when you have to wake up. Literally writing this down. Writing it down. So it's like, okay, by 9 p.m., I need to have this assignment completed, read this book, and returned this project to my boss. All right, that means by 6, I need to have this email sent out. By 4, I need to have this part of the project completed. By 9 a.m., I have to have this done. So I should wake up at 7. Oh, but I need to work out. So I need to eat by six, wake up at five, boom. Yeah. So it's this backwards plan. Start planning backwards, but don't plan backwards just to give yourself enough time. I'm the type of person that if I need to be somewhere at 7 a.m., I'm still waking up at five right. because I don't want to be rushing. Right. Because if I'm rushing, by the time I get to where I need to be at seven, I'm already flustered. You're behind. I'm behind. Yeah, you've lost the day in your your mind. Yep, you show up. Like You ever show up to a meeting with someone and they show up and you can just tell they're flustered. Yeah. They probably just woke up. They got a bad phone call. They got stuck in the line at Starbucks. They're coming in. They're trying to just gather their thoughts. And you're sitting there just like calm and collective thinking, you are a soup sandwich right now. And now it's a huge waste of your time and energy, right? So... Because now I have now you have to give that person another fifteen minutes to like yeah. to regroup and settle in, and this is just like it's not saying oh you need to show up like this for me, but it's this stuff compounds. Yeah, and when you keep showing up late, when you keep showing up just on time, when you keep showing up unprepared, and you don't plan, you don't backwards you can plan. Feel it in society right now. Right? Oh it's, yeah, it's there. It's it's an talk about a major problem. It is, and it's. This stuff just builds. It compounds. And before you know it, you're like, how did I how did I get here? I'm, I'm this ball of stress that is nowhere where I want to be, doing nothing I want to be doing. I'm sorry, but you did it yourself. Well, it's like and this is it's so it's so much easier in some ways to let to just let the world take you to where it's taking you to go. But it's so hard to or do what you're trying, what you're doing, and trying to help people do, but it's going to be so much harder when you look back on your life and say, "What the hell just happened? I ne- I didn't accomplish anything I want to accomplish because I just I went through the motions and just let let the world take me for a ride rather than like I'm riding the world, I'm riding the wave, and I- I'm in charge. So it's like so much easier sometimes to let society take you rather than to hold on for dear life and say, "No, I got." I got a life to fucking live. I got shit I want to do. And I think it goes back to like that morning routine and setting that intention for your, your morning, your day, your week, your month, your year. And you'll look back when it's all said and done and said, hey, it's a pretty good life, you know? I, I completely agree. Like for me, my I'm a morning person over a nighttime person. I need my morning to start right to set the precedence for the rest of my day. Yeah. And I was talking to Jordan yesterday. And he was saying, you know, this is probably the most like, well, take a step backwards. Two years ago, I remember Jordan told me, this is one of the greatest compliments I've ever been given. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget this. Jordan told me, 
you're the most consistent person I know. And then yesterday we were sitting in my office and he said, this is the most consistent your, your day probably has ever been for you because I have a routine now that I didn't have the last couple of years. When I was in the army, it's like we had a routine, but it was changing. We might be in the field, might be in Korea, might be like downtown Seoul, uh, all over the place, filming YouTube videos. And then when we started building the business, who knows what I had to do? Like maybe I was packing orders one day and then filming a gym workout the other day, filming a video for BPN the next, and then finding out I was losing the business the following. <laughs> but now we've, you build out this team, you build out this infrastructure, you have these systems in place. Everyone can build systems in place. You don't need a team to do this. You build systems in place and it allows your routine to be more consistent. I know every day and I don't give myself a choice to do it. I'm waking up at five. I'm running by 545. It's going to happen. Yep. There's days I wake up like in my head, it pops in body's pretty sore, but it's never, I shouldn't run today. It's like, I don't even think about it. It's just a part of it. It's just a part of it. Yeah. And once you do that so many times, wake up, drink coffee, shoes on, start running. It's, it's just habit. I could do it in my sleep at this point. Because it feels, we talked about how, how good it feels to have that routine, like the best hot, natural high, that run, that breakfast, that going to do something that you care about doing and walking in and being like, it feels right. But let me keep us on track and we'll do one more round of these quick hits and then I'm going to let you just take the mic for energy because I know you'll drop some knowledge on that one and then we'll, we'll wrap. So um, responsibility. Everyone has it. Commitment. Not many people have it. Ketchup. Goes on everything. <laughs> Eye contact. Lacking in this world. Doing hard things. Every day. Failure. Expect it. Army Ranger. Army Ranger school. Pivotal point in my life. Entrepreneurship. My biggest passion. So last but not least on the agenda today is talking about, about energy. And I'm, I'm going to let you just take it from there. And then maybe I'll jump in to wrap up the podcast. But when I say energy, what, what's, what's, what's flowing through your, your veins? I think energy is everything. I'll kind of paint a picture. It's like one of my favorite things that we've talked about to do is go to dinner. I love good food. I love good company. I love a great environment and experience going to dinner. But what makes that dinner a yes, I'll go back or never again is as soon as I walk in, what is the energy of this restaurant? Energy is built by the environment. How's the lighting? Is there plants? Is there cool like... uh like decorations on the wall, are there textures, is there depth? Is it like, oh, this place is sweet. Before I even try the food, I'm like, this place is awesome. There's music playing, maybe there's a live band. Like, all right, now this is really coming together. You walk in, the the hostess is so nice, like, so happy to see you guys tonight. Uh, we have some great specials. Love to walk you in here. You're like, oh my gosh, yes, customer service. Yeah. Spot on. You sit down. The waiter is like the server is just top notch. Personable is looking at you. 
you're not just another customer. You order food. It's like great apps. It's great cocktails. You're just feeling it. And the whole night is just great. Like that just like, that fed me. I, I just feel like not literally just because of the food, but like every part of this night fed me. And you go to some restaurants and service sucks. Waiter doesn't even look at you. Food's trash. There's no music playing. The lights are like fluorescent white bulbs everywhere. I feel like you're in the way, right? Yeah, you're yeah. saying, this is just like, this was a waste of my time and money. And that's just having your energy sucked down. Those are like two feelings that I think most people can have experienced and know what I'm talking about. And you can apply that to life as a whole. I want to surround myself in places with people, in cultures, in businesses, with customers who are filled with energy. They're just bringing it. And that's what we have here at BPN yeah. with the team, the gym, the, the, uh, the HQ, the offices, the people, our ambassadors, our athletes. When people come and visit here, they feel the energy. Yeah. They feel it. And then you ever go to like a corporate environment where you walk in, there's no music playing. Everyone's whispering. It's like white desks and brown carpet. Yeah, it's scary. And there's like shit stains all over the toilet. <laughs> this place sucks. Yeah. That's bad energy. And I really pride ourselves in the energy that we have here because it cultivates this forward movement. It, it feeds you. It fuels you. When you come here at BPN, you should leave every day feeling fueled. You're exhausted. Like you are, you're tired. You're mentally and physically exhausted, but you're fed right. at the same time. And you have to kind of evaluate your life at certain, at certain points. And I say this with a grain of salt. Sometimes you're in a situation where you can't change it. Like, it's really easy to say, you don't like your job, just leave. Sometimes it's not an option. You have responsibilities at the moment. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Right. Change your perspective. The two things, these are your only two options sometimes. Either change it or change the way you think about it and your perspective. And I look at the things in my life as either the things that feed me, like fuel me in terms of energy, and those that suck it away. If I am around someone or a group of people at a business, at a restaurant, anything, and it sucks my energy, it takes away from me, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna go on Yelp and leave a bad review. Right. I'm just not gonna go back. Right. I'm just like, nope, that is off limits for me. And then I go somewhere where I just feel filled and fueled with energy. These are typically places where you leave physically and mentally exhausted. Like you have hard conversations, you do hard things, but you leave feeling energized and fueled. And I want more of that. I search for those. I search for those people, those places, those things, those restaurants, that food. Um, and that's how I've really learned to look at the people that, I, that are in my life, evaluate the people that I'm surrounded with. If I have someone that's just sucking energy away from me, it's negative, who is pessimistic, um, who's always pointing out all the bad things, I really I don't want you in my life. Yeah. Even if you're family, like, yeah. sorry, you're, you're, 
It's just not worth it for me. I want people who are optimistic, who want to do these great things, who want to, who want to help people. And they're, they're filled with really good energy. And that's how I kind of just framework my entire life is how do I add as much positive energy to my day, my week, to my month, to my year, to my entire life over a lifetime? And then when I have kids, when Steph have kids, how do I, how do, I do that and teach my, my children that? How do I teach them to search for? That's my responsibility. It's my obligation. Teach my kids how to search out energy, the right energy, surrounding yourself with the right people in the right places with the right things. And if you focus on that, you're going to start putting yourself in the, in the right place, in the right spot. And wrapping this journey up, we'll do two last things. But what are three, based off of distractions, time, and energy, three immediate, immediate, immediate action items, like put your phone away right now and go do this. What are three immediate action items you would give someone to focus more of their time and energy on things they care about while eliminating distractions? What are three things? One, it ties into being consistent. You know, the term discipline is thrown out all the time. Being disciplined does, doesn't mean just like making your bed or going to the gym. You can't reach discipline without being consistent. So that's the first thing to focus on. Discipline led through consistency. The other one is just be responsible. It's really, it's really easy to say, to put your phone away, go put it in another room. Sometimes like you just have to have it around, be responsible and just not picking it up for an hour. Just have, you got to have the, have the willpower for that. If you don't have the willpower to not pick up your phone for an hour, you got other things to work on in your life. Right. Just put it down and focus on something during that time. Just be responsible. Be responsible, disciplined, led through consistency. And the third, I would say, take stock of kind of who's in your life, who you're surrounding yourself with, and what impact they're making on you. I've been around some, some people recently who... They come, like, hang out at BPN, and I can tell, like, this is the, the culture they want. They want to have a, a life focused on health, fitness, performance. They want to help people. They want to be in the fitness space. But then you look at the people they're surrounding them, themselves with on a daily basis, and it doesn't add up. So the reason you're not in this space yet, the reason you haven't found it yet is because what you want to be and who you want to be isn't aligning with what you're doing right now. So you're just wishing a wish is only a wish. As long as you wish for it, you have to take action. Sometimes that's, I don't want to say eliminating, but reducing the amount of time you spend with some people and filling that time with better energy of others. So those would be my three takeaways. Last but not least, and you could take a swig of your drink to wrap this one up if you need to, but we can't, <clears throat> this will be the last quick hit and we'll end on this note, but we, we can't obviously leave this podcast without ask, asking you what your immediate thoughts are when I say, go one more. It is more than people think. It's 
it's not just people don't give it the respect it deserves. It's not just going like one more mile on your run. It's not just doing an extra rep in the gym. It's not like working on one more project or editing one more video. It's something that needs to be applied to your everyday life. Like going one more in everything. That is the only reason I'm sitting here with BPN, with the best team in the world, truly living and fulfilling my dream and passion. I was never the smartest growing up. I was far from it. Didn't get into any of my colleges I wanted to go to. So just resorted to IEP. I don't think many people believed that I would build something. But I just applied go on more to everything. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to build a website. I'm, I'm going to learn it. I don't know how to design labels. I'm, I'm going to learn it. I don't know how to edit videos. Yeah, I'm going to learn it. Don't know how to build on an e-commerce platform. I'm going to learn it. You just keep, you just keep pushing the needle forward. Nothing, nothing stops me. Like nothing is going to hold me back. There's maybe some speed bumps, but I'm going to find a way to get over, under, or around, or through any of those speed bumps or those obstacles. It's just you're the mindset you have to have going into it. You're, just, you're willing to go one more in everything, and nothing's going to stop it. Nothing's going to hold you back. And I've learned the power of it. I've realized and experienced the power of it. That's why it's tattooed on my arm. It's more than just when I'm running and I look at it, I say, oh yeah, like, keep, keep going a few more miles. You got this. It's so much more than that. It's when you think you're about to lose everything. It's when the world feels like it's crashing down on you and you have so much stress and you've overcommitted so many resources and time and you, you realize you took on too much this time. It's just, you look down at your arm, you say, suck it up, dude, just keep going. And that's all it takes is just putting one foot in front of the other. Keep your foot on the gas, press it through the floor, Flintstone your way to the, you know, to the next, the next win. And that's what it means to me. It's to pay the respect to the things that you want to accomplish in your life, these big objectives, these big ambitions. If they were easy, everyone would do it. There's a reason a small percentage of people reach these massive objectives and ambitions and goals is because many aren't willing to sacrifice what it takes to get there. But like I said earlier, those who aren't willing to sacrifice will cry the loudest. And that is a distraction. Ladies and gentlemen, We'll see you in the next podcast. We'll see you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. It helps us to grow and reach more people in hopes of changing lives with the Go One More Mindset. 
Head on over to bpnsups.com for all your health, performance, and nutrition needs. We offer a wide range of products to help you feel and perform at your highest level, built on quality and proven by results without compromise.